0: And welcome to tonight's Zoomcast on Revelation, the Apocalypse of John, chapter 13, part two. Now, as a recap from last week, there appeared a great sign in the likeness of kingdoms on the earth. And we have a beast rise up from the sea. Now, this beast that rises up. Out of the sea is that great secret combination that rules Babylon, whose head becomes the king of Assyria, king of Babylon, as is represented in the book of Isaiah. This is the enemy who comes against the saints of God, who overtly fights against them, but covertly seeks to infiltrate and take over. It came against the apostles and the early Christians, the Nephites, uh, modern-day Christians in Muslim and communist countries, and the Latter-day Saints against Joseph Smith's first ministry. But in the last days, this covert action of infiltration would have a disguise and would deceive the foolish virgins into worshiping the beast from the sea. And this this covert takeover in the last days is represented in John chapter 13 by the beast that comes forth out of the earth. Now, in Revelation 13, John represents the false prophet or the image of the beast as you know, this beast that comes forth out of the earth. And although it is an extension of that great secret combination, this beast has the facade of religious authority. Let's cross reference Ether chapter eight to set the stage for Revelation chapter 13, verse 11. starting in verse 12. And Jared said unto him, I will give her unto you, if you will bring unto me the head of my father, the king. It came to pass that Achish gathered in unto the house of Jared all his kinsfolk and said unto them, will ye swear unto me that ye shall be faithful unto me in the thing which I shall desire of you? And it came to pass that all swear unto him by the God of heaven, and also by the heavens, and also by the earth, and by their heads, that whoso should vary from the assistance which Akish desired, should lose his head, and whoso should divulge whatsoever thing Akish made known unto them, the same should lose his life. And it came to pass that thus they did agree with Akish, and Akish did administer unto them the oaths which were given. By them of old who also sought power, which had been handed down even from Cain, who was a murderer from the beginning. So it's important to understand that this first beast who rises out of the sea is also a pattern, a pattern of what always happens to a restoration of the gospel. And you know, the beast who rules Babylon fights against the restoration to drive it uh, into the wilderness. And, you know, the, the coming forth of the beast out of the sea is represented in this account of Jared and Achish in the book of Ether among the Jaredites. Verse 15, and it came to pass that thus they did agree with Akish, and Achish did administer unto them the oaths which were given them by them of old who also sought power, which had been handed down from Cain, even who was the murderer from the beginning. And they were kept up by the power of the devil to administer these oaths unto the people to keep them in darkness, to help such as sought power to gain power and to murder, and to plunder, and to lie, and to commit all manner of wickedness and whoredoms. And it was the daughter of Jared who put it into the heart, into his heart, to search up these things of old. And Jared put it into the heart of Achish, wherefore Achish administered it unto his kindred and friends, leading them away by fair promises to do whatsoever thing he desired. And it came to pass that they formed a secret combination, even as they of old, which combination is most abominable and wicked above all in the sight of God. And the Lord worketh not in secret combinations, neither doth he will that man should shed blood, but in all things hath forbidden it from the beginning of man. And now I moron, I do not write the manner of their oaths and combinations, for it hath been made known unto me that they are had among all people and they are had among the Lamanites. And they have caused the destruction of this people, of whom I am now speaking, and also the destruction of the people of Nephi. And whatsoever nation shall uphold such secret combinations to get power and gain, until they shall spread over the nation. Behold, they shall be destroyed, for the Lord will not suffer that the blood of his saints, which shall be shed by them, shall always cry unto him from the ground for vengeance upon them. And yet he avenged them not. And now Moroni makes the shift um, from that secret combination in general, which would get above um the Gentile nation and above the nation of the whole or above the people of the whole world in the last days um, to that beast who would come up from the earth and who would have a religious facade in the last days. Verse 23, wherefore, O ye Gentiles, or wherefore, O ye members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It is wisdom in God that these things should be shown unto you, that thereby ye may repent of your sins, and suffer not that these murderous combinations shall get above you, which are built up to get power and gain, and the work, yea, even the work of destruction, come upon you. Yea, even the sword of the justice of the eternal God shall fall upon you to your overthrow and destruction, if ye shall suffer these things to be. Now, again, Roni is not talking about the secret combination which gains power in political realms, but that secret combination which would covertly seek to infiltrate the Church of God and take it over and present a counterfeit version of the Church of God and would seek to deceive the saints even in the last days. Verse 24, wherefore the Lord commandeth you when ye shall see these things come among you. So Moroni says, O Latter-day Saints, in verse 23, do not allow these secret combinations to get above you in church authority. But in verse 24, he says, but when they do, and when you awaken to the fact that they have. When ye shall see these things come among you, that ye shall awake to a sense of your awful situation because of this secret combination, which shall be among you, both among the people and leadership in the LDS Church in the last days. Or woe be unto it because of the blood of them who have been slain, for they cry from the dust for vengeance upon it and also upon those who built it up. For it cometh to pass that whosoever buildeth it up seeketh to overthrow the freedom of all lands, nations, and countries, and bringeth to pass the destruction of all people. For it is built up by the devil, who is the father of all lies, even that same liar who beguiled our first parents, yea, even that same liar who hath caused man to commit murder from the beginning, who hath hardened the hearts of men, that they have murdered the prophets and stoned them and cast them out from the beginning. Wherefore, I, Moroni, am commanded to write these things that evil may be done away, that the time may come that Satan may have no power upon the hearts of the children of men, but that they may be persuaded to do good continually, that they may come unto the fountain of all righteousness and be saved." Now, a quick recap, starting in verse 1 of chapter 13. And I saw another sign in the likeness of kingdoms of the earth. A beast rise up out of the sea and stood upon the sand of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear and his mouth is the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him power, gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And I saw one of the heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast and they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast and they worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast was able to make war with him. Again, this beast that rises up out of the sea is that great secret combination that rules Babylon, who in the end times um, becomes ruled by the king of Assyria, king of Babylon. This is the enemy who comes against the saints of God. And who currently fights against the saints of God both overtly and covertly, and covertly to infiltrate and take over. In verse 5 and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. And, and that devil upon the earth and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. So this beast, his head is wounded. Now, because this is a pattern that happens repeatedly, You know, the the wounding of the bed of this beast includes, but is not limited to, Christ coming in the meridian of time and preaching among the people in Judea. It also includes, you know, Christ visiting the Nephites and a three, you know, hundred-year period of peace and righteousness that is established among them. You know, but in the end, both among the people in Judea and among the Nephites, this overt war and this covert war uh, conquers both the Jews and the Gentiles of that day and also the Nephites. And also uh, included in the wounding of the head of this beast is the restoration of the gospel by Joseph Smith. Um, But like with the Jews and with the Nephites, uh, his wound is healed, and eventually he overcomes the saints. And, you know, this, this wounding of the head by Joseph is the restoration of the gospel, both in his first and in his second ministries. The healing of this wound is the church in Joseph's day coming under condemnation in 1832. Because we have rejected the new and everlasting covenant, um, and also in the last days, in our day, in this generation, in which Joseph opens again the heavens, the light breaks forth among those who sit in darkness, and it is the fullness of the gospel. But as we receive, read in DNC 45, they, the members of the church, receive it not, for they perceive not the light. And their hearts are turned from God because of the precepts of men. So, again, the wound of this beast is healed. Verse 11 in Revelation chapter 13. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns Like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exerciseth all power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell thereon to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on earth. Now, in Joseph Smith's first ministry, the saints refused to offer up their sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit, and therefore would not do what was required to receive the endowment of power, even the baptism of fire and baptism of the Holy Ghost. And as we read in DNC 101, the leadership who was under Joseph also would not enter into the new and everlasting covenant, that they also might receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, and enter into the Lord's rest or build the tower, that a watchman might be set upon the tower, as we read in DNC 101. And thus we have the emergence of the beast. Um, from John from the land. Let's go to DNC 101. Verse 46 And the servants of the noblemen went and did as their Lord commanded them. And the commandment of the Lord to the servants was to go unto his vineyard and plant 12 olive trees. This is the beginning of the restoration of the house of Israel and is represented by the members of the church during the ministry of Joseph Smith. And set a watchman upon the tower that he may overlook the land roundabout that when the enemy would come against the Lord's vineyard, he might not be able to break down the hedge and the olive trees and destroy the trees of the vineyard. Verse 47. And while they, the servants were laying the foundation thereof, they began to say among themselves, what need hath my Lord of this tower? And consulted for a long time, saying among themselves, What need hath my lord of this tower, seeing this is a time of peace? Might not this money be given to the exchangers? For there is no need of these things. And while they were at variance one with another, they became very slothful and hearkened not unto the commandments of their lord. And the enemy came by night, broke down the hedge, and the servants of the noblemen arose and were affrightened and fled. And the enemy destroyed their works and broke down the olive trees. And as a result of the beast of the water moving against the people and the church of God is restored by Joseph Smith. Um, it facilitated. You know, a beast coming forth from the land who had the appearance of godliness, or in other words, in verse 11 of Revelation 13, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. Now, in Revelation, in the book of Revelation, the lamb always represents Jesus Christ. Let's cross-reference Revelation chapter 5. Verse 6. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain having 12 horns and 12 eyes. And remember that the 12 horns and 12 eyes are the 12 apostles of Christ. Sent forth into all the earth. And now Revelation chapter six, verse one. And I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals, one of the four beasts, And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, the roar of a lion, saying, Come and see. And I saw and behold a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And Revelation chapter 7, verses 10 and 13. And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence they came. For the Lamb, which was in the midst of the throne, shall feed them. Verse 17 and shall lead them into living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. And Revelation chapter 14. Verses 1, 4, and 10. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping and their harps. And they sang as if it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And verse four. And these are they which were not defiled with women For they are virgins, and are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. And verse 10, And the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And Revelation 19, verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he saith unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See not that I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And Revelation 21, verse 14. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And Revelation 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and of the lamb. So these are some of the references of the lamb in the book of Revelation. And every single reference to a lamb in the book of Revelation, except in verse 11 of chapter 13, references Jesus Christ. So this beast... That comes forth out of the land has the appearance of the power of Jesus Christ. Um, Cross reference First Samuel. Regarding horns of power for Samuel two, verses nine and ten. He will keep the feet of his saints. And the wicked shall be silent in darkness, for by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Um, When did Christ proclaim that the adversaries of the Lord should be broken to pieces? In Matthew 21, especially JST Matthew 21, when he declares... That those wicked Jews who fall upon this cornerstone or this head of the cornerstone, meaning Christ, shall be broken to pieces. And those upon whom this stone shall fall shall be ground into powder, meaning the chief priests and Pharisees of Christ's day and of our day. And the adversaries, again, 1 Samuel 2, verse 10, of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Chief priests and Pharisees who fight against the Lamb of God and his restoration. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth. And when does he judge the ends of the earth in the last days? And his judgments are poured out upon the whole earth, and there are great destructions and great deliverances. And he shall give strength unto his king, and exalt the horn of his anointed. Reference to the Lord's end-time servant, the Davidic king, who would come to prepare the way for the return of Christ in his glory. So in John thirteen, um, or in Revelation thirteen, John is juxtaposing uh, the horn of the lamb's king, who is the end time servant with the horn of the beast of the land, who is his pro- religious protagonist. Um, his political protagonist is the you know, beast from the sea, but the religious protagonist is the beast from the land. And the horn of power that the beast of the land has, which is as the horn of a lamb, is the appearance of a religious authority even that gives um, that beast the capacity to blaspheme against God in the midst of his house, as we read in DNC 112? And so. So again in DNC 112. And upon my house shall it begin, and from my house shall it go forth, saith the Lord. First among those among you, saith the Lord, who have professed to know my name and have not known me, and have blasphemed against me in the midst of my house. Um, this is only possible because this beast comes up out of the earth and has two horns like a lamb, or like the lamb. But he spake as a dragon. Let's cross-reference. Jeremiah 23. Horns as a lamb, but speaketh as a dragon. Woe be unto, verse 1 in Jeremiah 23, the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. Well, again, this is only possible because they appear to have the horns of the lamb, or they appear to be the pastors of God's people. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. We're talking about a covenant relationship, and the first of the covenant relationships that is restored and fulfilled in the end times is with the Latter-day Saints. And then once the day of the Gentiles has passed— The covenant is then fulfilled with the rest of Israel and the rest of God's people. But first among the Latter-day Saints. Ye pastors have scattered my flock and have driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries, whither I have driven them. And will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. So, you know, this is precisely what JST Matthew 21 is talking about. When we read in verse 55, and when the Lord thereof, or when the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, he will destroy those miserable wicked men, the pastors of his people, and will let again his vineyard unto other husbandmen, even in the last days, who shall render him the fruits in their seasons. Or as Jeremiah prophesied, Verse 4 of Jeremiah 23, And I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. Behold, the days cometh, saith the Lord, that I will raise up unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. Now, this is the same king as referred to in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 10. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely, and this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our Righteousness. Or Christ bestows one of his titles upon his end-time servant. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say the Lord liveth which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. So in an end-time context, the horn of the lamb full of eyes um, would be a representation of of this end-time Davidic king, this end-time servant. Verse 7, Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say the Lord liveth, which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Or once the end-time Davidic king, Davidic servant, comes on the scene, when the exodus is referred to, it will no longer reference the exodus of Moses, Uh, out of Egypt, the children of Israel, but it will reference the end time exodus by the Davidic servant of the Latter-day Saints. And then the house of Israel out of both spiritual and physical bondage, but the Lord liveth, which brought up verse eight and led the seed of the house of Israel out of the North country. This is a reference to the gathering of the 12 tribes of Israel. And that will begin once New Jerusalem is established. And under the direction of this Davidic king, the end-time servant, there will be servants who will be sent to the four corners of the earth to finish the gathering of Israel, including the last 10 tribes, um, who, metaphorically speaking, come forth out of the north country. And from all countries whither I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land, meaning New Jerusalem. Mine heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man and like a man whom wine hath overcome because of the Lord and because of the words of his holiness. The land is full of adulterers because of swearing the land mourneth. The pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up, and their course is evil, and their force is not right. For both prophet and priest are profane. Yea, in my house have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. Now my house is used in the exact same. Um, way here, as in DNC 101, to refer to the membership of the LDS Church. For both prophet and priest are profane, not just in Christ's day among the Jews, but in our day among the Latter-day Saints. Yea, and in my house, or among the Latter-day Saints, have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. Wherefore, their way shall be unto them as slippery ways in the darkness. They shall be driven on and the fall therein. For I will bring evil upon them even the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. Or, as Christ said in GST Matthew 21, I will destroy those miserable wicked men. And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria. They prophesied in Baal and caused my people Israel to err because they had the appearance of the two horns of the lamb. I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers that none doth return from his wickedness. Why? Because they teach not the doctrine of Christ, and they have replaced the doctrine of Christ with their own gospel of good works. But all of the good works of men cannot substitute for seeking after, receiving, and acting on revelation, and offering up sacrifices as Christ commands them to be offered up, even that of a broken heart and contrite spirit. And the terms of that sacrifice, well, in a general sense, it does mean that we must lay everything upon the altar. Specifically, we must receive the terms of that sacrifice by revelation. Verse 14, I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem a horrible thing. They commit adultery, or in other words, they teach adultery. A false doctrine of Christ that will never bring a man or a woman into sonship, let alone full sonship and full daughtership with Christ. It will never bring a man or a woman unto the baptism of fire, baptism of Holy Ghost. It will never bring a man or woman into the presence of Jesus Christ in his glory um, in this life. Or in other words, they, the chief priests and Pharisees of our day, the prophets, commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers. What do you think investing tens of millions of dollars in Pfizer and Moderna for the C-19 shot is. And this is just one example. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers, that none doth return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. Therefore, thus said the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, behold, I will feed them with wormwood. And make them drink the water of Gaul. and from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth into all the land. Thus saith the Lord of hosts: Hearken not unto the words of the prophets; the prophesy unto you, they make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart, and not out of the mouth of the Lord. They say still unto them that despise me and the Lord's hath said, ye shall have peace. And they say unto everyone that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, no evil shall come upon you. Or in other words, in Second Nephi 28, they declare, verse 21, all is well in Zion. Yea, Zion prospereth, all is well and thus the devil cheateth their souls and leadeth them away carefully down to hell. Continuing in Jeremiah 23. Verse 17. They say still unto them that despise me, the Lord hath said, Ye shall have peace, and they say unto every one that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, No evil shall come upon you. Or, in other words, instead of crying repentance, and that destruction is imminent, they cry, All is well in Zion, yea, Zion prospereth. And thus, through their lying words, the devil cheateth those who trust in their words, and leadeth them carefully down to hell, as Nephi says in 2 Nephi 28. For who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord, and hath proceed and heard his word? Who hath marked his word and heard it? Or in other words, which one of these latter-day prophets, seers, and revelators have testified to you of standing in God's presence in his glory? And which of them quote the scriptures in context and teach the doctrine of Christ? No, not one. Verse 19, behold, a whirlwind of the Lord is gone forth in fury. Even a grievous whirlwind, it shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he have executed, until he have performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days, ye shall consider it perfectly. For in the latter days, as we read in DNC 45, a light shall break forth among them that sit in darkness at the time of the coming in of the day of the Gentiles. And it shall be the fullness of my gospel. For in the last days, ye shall consider it perfectly. For Joseph will finish the restoration of, Which he only had the opportunity to begin during his first ministry. Verse 21 I have not sent these prophets, these institutional and these corporate prophets, seers and revelators. I have not sent them. Yet they ran. Yet they proclaimed that they have my power and my authority and that they speak in my name. Yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied, but not in truth or in righteousness. They prophesied according to the imagination of their own hearts in league with that great beast from the sea, that great secret combination that seeketh the destruction and overthrow and freedom of all nations, and specifically, First Nephi chapter 14. Verse 3, And that great pit which hath been digged for them, the Latter-day Saints, by that great and abominable church, which was founded by the devil and his children, that he might lead away the souls of men down to hell. Yea, that great pit which hath been digged for the destruction of men shall be filled by those who digged it, meaning the fifteen. Unto their utter destruction, saith the Lamb of God. So, continuing in Jeremiah 23, verse 22, but if they had stood in my council, or if they had, as we read in DNC 101, built the tower if they had followed the doctrine of Christ themselves, if they had received the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, if they had entered into my rest, that I might have personally ordained them. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, and if they had actually taught the doctrine of Christ, and if they had qualified that the heavens might be opened again and Melchizedek priesthood restored, which they did not, but if they had, then they should have turned them, my people, from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. The evil of their doings means not entering into the covenant of offering up the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit to receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God far off? Can any hide him in secret places, that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? I have heard what the prophets said that prophesy lies in my name, saying I have dreamed, I have dreamed. And therefore, Wendy Nelson has to leave in the middle of the night. I have heard what the prophets said that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. The prophet that that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words, every one from his neighbor. A direct prophecy of that which would happen during general conference. Where the scriptures quoted in context would be almost entirely abandoned while they would quote each other in their stead. Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, He saith. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord. And do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies, and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. Or in other word, and I beheld another beast coming, um, Revelation thirteen verse eleven. I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. Behold, I am against them, verse 32, Jeremiah 23, that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and to tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. And when this people, or the prophet, or a priest shall ask thee, saying, what is the prophecy of the Lord? Thou shalt then say unto them, What prophecy? I will even forsake you, saith the Lord. And as for the prophet and the priest and the people that shall say, The prophecy of the Lord, I will even punish that man and his house. Because, DNC 112, Woe unto them, verse 26, who has blasphemed against me in the midst of my house, saith the Lord, who have professed to know my name and have not known me. Back to Jeremiah 23. 32, yet I sent them not, nor commanded them, therefore they shall not profit this people at all. And verse 35 Thus shall ye say everyone to his neighbor and everyone to his brother What hath the Lord answered? And what hath the Lord spoken? Or, in other words, it is incumbent upon the people, upon the Latter day Saints, to exercise discernment. For it is incumbent upon them to take the words of these prophets, seers, and revelators to the Lord to find out for themselves if they are true or not. And here the Lord is saying, I will tell them if they will ask them that these men prophesy lies, that they speak not by the power and authority of the Holy Ghost, that these words are not of me. Verse 35, Thus shall ye say every one to his neighbor and every one to his brother. What hath the Lord answered? And what hath the Lord spoken? Again, seeking after and receiving revelation, discerning between those who speak by the power and authority of the Holy Ghost and those who do not. And the prophecy of the Lord shall ye mention no more, for every man's word shall be his prophecy. For ye have perverted the words of the living God Of the Lord of hosts, our God. Thus shalt thou say to the prophet, What hath the Lord answered thee, and what hath the Lord spoken? But since ye say the prophecy of the Lord, therefore, thus saith the Lord, Because ye say this word, the prophecy of the Lord, and I have sent unto you, saying, Ye shall not say the prophecy of the Lord. Therefore, behold, I even I will utterly forget you, I will forsake you and the city that I gave you and unto your fathers, and cast you out of my presence. And I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you and a perpetual shame, which shall not be forgotten. Again, JST, Matthew 21, verses 55 and 56. And when the Lord thereof of the vineyard cometh, he will destroy those miserable, wicked husbandmen. And will let again his vineyard unto other husbandmen, even in the last days, who shall render him the fruits in their seasons. Or who shall teach the doctrine of Christ, that the saints of God might again receive the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost. That the Lord might have a people prepared to be delivered from bondage. And to go on an exodus that they might enter into his rest And verse 56, and then the 12 understood they the parable which he spake unto them, that the Gentile Latter-day Saints should be destroyed also, and the Lord should descend out of heaven to reign in his vineyard, which is the earth and the inhabitants thereof, or in other words, back in Jeremiah 23. Verse 39 and 40, therefore behold, I, even I, will utterly forget you. I will forsake you and the city that that I gave unto you and your fathers and cast you out of my presence. And I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you and perpetual shame which shall not be forgotten." Let's take a look at Daniel 8. Starting in verse 1. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision appeared unto me, even unto Daniel, after that which appeared unto me at the first. And picking up in verse three, then I lifted up mine eyes and saw, and behold, there stood before me the river a ram, which had two horns, and the two horns were high, but one was higher than the other, and the high, and the higher came up last. And the ram pushing westward and northward and southward, so that no no beast might stand before him, neither was there any that could deliver out of his hand. But he did according to his will and became great. As I was considering, behold, a he-goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth and touched not the ground. And a goat had a notable horn between his two eyes. And he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing before the river and ran into him in the fury of his power. And I saw him come close unto the ram and he was moved with choler or anger against him and smote the ram and brake his two horns. And there was no power in the ram to stand before him, but he cast him down to the ground and stamped upon him. And there was none that could deliver the ram out of his hand. Therefore, the he goat waxed very great. When he was strong, the great horn was broken, and for and for it, or instead of it, came up four notable ones toward the four winds of heaven. And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceedingly great, toward the south and toward the east and toward the pleasant land, and it waxed great even to the host of heaven and it cast down some of the host and the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice was taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. And a host was given him against the daily sacrifice by reason of transgression, and it cast down the truth to the ground, and it practiced and prospered. And I heard one saint speaking and another saint said unto that certain saint, which spake, how long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the transgression of desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host to be trodden underfoot. All right. This is a conglomerate in revelation 13 of the beast of the sea and of the earth. And he said unto me, unto 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. And now we're talking about the beast from the land who has two horns as that of the lamb, the false prophet. And it came to pass that when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning, then behold, there stood before me there stood before me as the appearance of a man. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of the Uli, which called and said, Gabriel, make this man to understand the vision. And he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid, and he fell upon my face. But he said unto me, understand, O son of man, for at the time of the end shall be the vision. Precisely John's uh, context time frame and now as he was speaking with me i was in a deep sleep on my face toward the ground but he touched me and set me upright and he said behold i will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the indignation for at the time appointed the end shall be and the ram which thou sawest having two horns are the kings of media and persia and the rough goat is the king of Grecia. And the greater horn is, that is between his eye is the first king. Now that being broken, whereas four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in his power. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding, dark sentences shall stand up. And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power, and he shall destroy wonderfully, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Um, Both the king of Assyria, king of Babylon, um, and the false prophet, or the beast of the sea and the beast of the land. And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify himself in his heart, and by peace shall destroy many. And shall also stand up against the prince of princes. But he shall be broken without hand. And the vision of the evening and the morning which was told is true. Wherefore, shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days." And I, Daniel, fainted, and I was sick certain days. Afterward, I rose up and did the king's business and was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. Going back to Revelation 13. And 11, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast. Or they who have religious pretense and a religious facade cause the members of the church to worship. The king of Assyria, king of Babylon, to worship the system of the dragon, who is the devil. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. He had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is six hundred three score and six. Now the number and name of the beast, is a juxtaposition for the mark of God upon his saints. d and 77. Verse 9. What do we to understand by the angel ascending from the east? Revelation 7, chapter 2, verse. We are to understand that the angel ascending from the east is he to whom is given the seal of the living God over the twelve tribes of Israel. Wherefore he crieth unto the four angels, having the everlasting gospel, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Remember, that Satan, the devil, is not a creator, but an imitator. He infiltrates and takes over that which is godly and presents his profane version. So, just as God is sealing up his saints metaphorically in their forehead, so is the devil sealing up his children, which... He cannot have any, but through adoption unto his name. Continuing in verse nine. till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads? And if that will receive it, this is Elias, which was to come to gather together the tribes of Israel and restore all things. So, you know, how do we receive the seal of the living God? Well, it's through adoption. We must be adopted as Christ's sons or daughters, and then go from adopted sons or daughters to birthright sons or daughters. And thus we bear the seal of the living God upon our foreheads. And how do the servants? of the beast take upon them his name by refusing to enter into and keep covenant with the God of this land and the God of this earth. Cross-reference, Ether chapter 2. The end of verse seven. They should come forth even unto the land of promise, which was choice above all of the lands which the Lord God had preserved for a righteous people. And he had sworn in his wrath unto the brother of Jared that whoso should possess this land of promise from that time henceforth and forever should serve him, the true and only God, or they should be swept off when the fullness of his wrath should come upon them. And now we can behold the decrees of God concerning this land, that it is a land of promise. And whatsoever nation shall possess it shall serve God, or they shall be swept off when the fullness of his wrath shall come upon them. And the fullness of his wrath shall come upon them when they are ripened in iniquity. And behold, this is a land which is choice above all of the lands. Wherefore, he that doth possess it shall serve God, or shall be swept off for it is the everlasting decree of God. And it is not until the fullness of iniquity among the children of the land that they are swept off. And this cometh unto you, O ye Gentiles, that ye may know the decrees of God, that ye may repent and not continue in your iniquities. Or that this cometh unto you, O ye members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints." that ye may know the decrees of God, that ye may repent and not continue in your iniquities, which are the false traditions of your fathers and of your people, who pervert the house of God and the path that leadeth to the tree to partake of the fruit, that ye may not bring down upon you the fullness of the wrath of God as the inhabitants of the land have hitherto done. Behold, this is a choice land, and whatsoever nation shall possess it shall be free from bondage, and from captivity, and from all other nations under heaven. If they will but serve the God of the land, who is Jesus Christ, who hath been manifest by the things which have been written. And regarding the taking upon us and being marked with the name of Christ instead of the name of the beast? Mosiah chapter 5. Verse 7. And now because of the covenant which ye have made, ye shall be called the children of Christ, his sons and his daughters. For behold, this day hath he spiritually begotten you, For ye say that in your hearts, for ye say that your hearts are changed through faith on his name. Therefore ye are born of him and have become his sons and his daughters. And under this head ye are made free, and there is no other head whereby ye can be made free. There is no other name given whereby salvation cometh. Therefore I would that ye should take upon you the name of Christ, all you that have entered into the covenant with God. That ye should be obedient unto the end of your lives. And it shall come to pass that whosoever doeth this shall be found at the right hand of God, for ye shall know the name by which for he shall know the name by which he is called. For he shall be called by the name of Christ. And now it shall come to pass that whosoever shall not take upon him the name of Christ must be called by some other name. Therefore he findeth himself on the left hand of God, and thus taketh upon him the mark of the beast, and will be destroyed. And I would that ye should remember also that this is the name that I said I should give unto you that should never be blotted out, except it be through transgression. Therefore take heed that ye do not transgress, that the name be not blotted out of your hearts." I say unto you, I would, that ye should remember to retain the name written always in your hearts, that ye are not found on the left hand of God, but that ye hear and know the voice by which ye shall be called, and also the name by which he has called you. For how knoweth a man the master whom he hath not served, and who is a stranger unto him, and is far from the thoughts and intents of his heart? And again, doth a man take an ass which belongeth to his neighbor? Here, the man is Jesus Christ. The, The ass is those who have not taken upon them the name of Christ, but have taken upon them the name of the beast. And again, doth Christ take one who belongeth to the devil? And keep him, I say unto you, nay. He will not even suffer that he shall feed among his flocks, but he will drive him away and cast him out. And I say unto you that even so it shall be among you if you know not the name by which you're called, or if ye take not upon you the name of Christ and remain true and faithful to it. Therefore, I would that ye should be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in good works, that Christ the Lord God omnipotent may seal you his, that you may be brought to heaven, that ye may have everlasting salvation, eternal life, through the wisdom and power and justice and mercy of him who created all things, in heaven and in earth, who is God above all. And I add my witness, that we do in fact take upon us the name of Christ, even in these last days, since the heavens have again been opened, and light has broken forth among us who formerly sat in darkness. And the way that we take upon us the name of Christ is we repent not only of those things we are cognizant of that we have done wrong and set them right, but that also we inquire of the Lord and ask Him, Father, what do I yet need to repent of? And receive that list. And then Ask, Father, what would you have me do that I might repent of these things and receive specific instruction? And also receive baptism by water by proper authority. Which qualifications, or which qualifications we find in DNC section 20? Verse 37. And again, by way of commandment to the church concerning the manner of baptism, all those who humble themselves before God and desire to be baptized and come forth with broken hearts and contrite spirits, meaning that they come forth willing to submit their will to Father's will and receive any experience that they might lack to become his sons or his daughters. The baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost And that they are not only willing to receive them, but that they will from that time forth, at a minimum, inquire of the Lord what is required of them receive those requirements by revelation. And then obey those uh, revelations, those requirements to come forth with broken hearts and contrite spirits. And witness before the church that they have truly repented of all their sins. Again, not only repenting of those things that our conscience informs us that we need to repent of, but inquiring of the Lord about what things we yet need have to repent of receiving them by revelation and instruction by revelation about how to repent of those things. And are willing to take upon them the name of Jesus Christ. So before the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, we can covenant that we're willing to take upon us the name of Jesus Christ. Um, which means that we're willing to do whatever is required to receive the baptism of fire, baptism like ghost. We are ready to enter into discipleship, which is the hard, difficult path, and leave the the comforts that we have previously enjoyed um, metaphorically forever. And are willing to take upon them the name of Christ, having a determination to serve him to the end. So, even after they become his sons and daughters to the baptism of fire, baptism of ghost, that they will not stop, that they will not rest, that they will not become prideful. But will continue offering up the sacrifice of broken heart and contrite spirit, even that they might enter into his rest. And after they have entered into his rest, that they might continue offering up the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit, and thus serving him to the end, which is not a passive uh, service, but an active service. One that only comes through revelation, one that only comes through seeking after and being filled with the spirit and by speaking with the power of that spirit. And truly manifest by their works that they have received of the Spirit of Christ under the remission of their sins. So as we repent, as the Lord instructs us, as we seek revelation about what we yet yet need to repent of and how to repent of those things, and as we complete those tasks, we will be visited by the power of Christ even unto the remission of our sins. We will even have a baptism of fire, which is preparatory to the baptism of fire and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And these are the requirements for baptism into the fullness of the gospel, even under the authority of the Melchizedek priesthood. And that also we will continue in the offering up of the sacrifice of a broken heart and contrite spirit. As Christ instructs in Third Nephi chapter 9, verse 20 that we might receive the baptism of fire and baptism of the Holy Ghost, and thus become his sons and his daughters. And thereafter, as Nephi outlines in 2 Nephi 31, and after the baptism of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, to feast upon the words of Christ in verse 3 of 2 Nephi 32, For behold, the words of Christ will tell you all things what you should do. Now, this is more than to read the scriptures. Does it mean read the scriptures? Yes, it means to study the scriptures. And as we study the scriptures, to seek after, receive, and act on revelation. Wherefore, now after I have spoken these words, if ye cannot understand them, it will be because ye ask not, neither do ye knock. Wherefore, you're not brought into the light, but must perish in the dark. For behold, again I say unto you, that if you will enter in by the way, and receive the Holy Ghost, it shall show unto you all things that ye should do. Behold, this is the doctrine of Christ, and there will be no more doctrine given until after. He shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh. And when he shall manifest himself unto you in the flesh, or when... He shall bring you into his presence in the fullness of his glory while you are still in the flesh. And you receive that apostolic witness of feeling the prince of the nails, that you might bear it to others. The things which he shall say unto you shall ye observe to do. This is how we qualify to become the strength of the Lord's house. This is how we qualify to become gatherers of Israel. This is how we qualify to be spared the destructions which are coming. And on the eve of destruction, to be delivered by the end time servant on an end time Exodus to participate in the gathering of Israel and establishing new Jerusalem. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.